0: Hey everybody, thanks for stopping by. I'm Eric Johnson, and this is the Burley Flow Podcast. Every week, I post a story from up here in Burley Flow, Wisconsin, a place I lived 20 years ago and liked so much I decided to return. If you want to read about that first stint, I wrote a book about it called This Ain't Provence, which you can find on my website at burlyflow.com. There you can find a lot of other cool stuff, including a link to my Patreon page, where you can show your support and receive access to a second premium podcast as well as other content. And as always, thanks for being here. Joey Garnevillo loves to talk, and he'll happily talk for hours about just about anything, except fishing, the thing he does the most and knows the most about. And for the longest time, that bugged me. It's a thing I like to do, not talk about, he'd say. And on one hand, I get it. I've read enough Hemingway on writing to know that it's best not to lose the good stuff by talking it away. On the other hand, it was hard for me not to feel he was being selfish, given how many great stories he must have. Hemingway, just so you know, actually talked quite a lot about fishing, and he still managed to write The Old Man and the Sea. Just saying. He does it for a living, said Conrad Bilge, and that changes things for him. The way he held out his arms, he seemed to be saying that bartending wasn't much different. Laddie Laughlin agreed, but for slightly different reasons. "'He's a businessman,' he said. "'Why should he give away freebies?' "'I don't want to know how to catch fish,' I said. "'I just want to know what goes on.' "'Then hire him.' "'What goes on with other people?' I said. It was funny to hear Laddie Laughlin defending Joey, given their long-standing feud regarding his launch fees, Laddie's refusal to waive them, and Joey's refusal to pay them. It was a stalemate that had been going on since I was here the first time, but in a roundabout way I realized this argument was only proving that point, that when it comes to making a living, there's no room for being soft. It's just weird for me because I've always made my living off of other people's freebies, their willingness to tell me things. And while I wasn't going to jeopardize my friendship with Joey by continuing to pester him, that doesn't mean I gave up either. While I don't know a whole lot about fishing, I do know you can't catch fish if you're not around them. Which meant all I had to really do was put myself in position to be in the right place at the right time. Which basically just meant hanging out at the bilge pump. And if you ever showed any interest, I darn sure wasn't going to mess things up by getting in the way. Whether you're talking a crappie with a worm or a bass with the top topwater, you've got to wait for him to take it. And one afternoon, he did. We were at the bilge pump, talking about nothing in particular, when Elmer Greer came in. And I mentioned how, some nights, when I've walked down to the river park, I'll talk to him while he's fishing off the bank. I'll see boats coming back in, trying to beat the night, but never you, I said. He shrugged. I fished during the day. Seems peaceful, though, I offered, being out at dusk. It's not, he said. You make mistakes in the dark. Huh, was all I said. In the mirror behind the bar, I watched him take a swig from his beer and start fiddling with the edge of the label. He seemed a million miles away and okay with the silence, so I just let him be. My dad and I, he said finally, we used to go down to the Ozarks to fish. This was back after high school. Not here, I asked. Always here, he said. That was the point. The Ozarks, the big impoundments, to him, that was fishing. Like the guys on TV, I said. Exactly. Everything paused for a moment, and I thought maybe that was going to be it. But then he went back to picking at the label, and after a little while with that, he was back with the story. We were fishing bonus time down at Table Rock, which was like Disney World to him, he said. The stones throw from Branson and just about an hour from the Big Bass Pro Shops in Springfield, the home office, he liked to call it, and we were rushing it, trying to do too much in the dark and doing it clumsily. Bass fishing must be especially hard in the dark, I said, what with all the casting. It is, he agreed. You know you'll make mistakes. You know the second nature abandons you when the sun goes down, but you do it anyway, because even though it's dark, even though you're fishing more from feel and by sight, it's still not too cold out, and you know that if you go in, all you'll remember is the lingering warmth you turned your back on and the what-ifs you left behind. So we continued to fish, even though we could barely see the cover we were throwing to. The bluffs above us? so little like here down there. They were indistinguishable from the sky except for their lack of stars. Our casts would go out into the darkness and land in the unknown. And though we adjusted our casting so the entry would be light and forgiving, our thumbs were blind and often laid on the spool. We had backlashes. We picked at them without really seeing. Our fingers were our eyes. And then, out of the darkness, an uh fish. An uh fish, I asked. Got ones can be either good-sized or small, he explained. The same goes for okays and fish-ons. But uh fish are special. Like the love of your life, I suppose. You just know. This was a joy I'd never seen before and the idea that he'd always existed, hidden somewhere behind the easy charm of everyone's favorite native son, made me a little sad. I had no right to feel that way, of course. We're all entitled to decide how much of ourselves to reveal and when, but it was hard not to. She hit the spinner in about eight feet of water and immediately headed for the bottom, he continued. She was a smart fish, and the fact that she was on the end of my father's line and not my own didn't matter in the slightest. I reeled up my line and started feeling for the net while Dad, silently screaming with excitement and something very near panic, tried to horse her in. It was a collapsible net I was looking for, one of those folded-up jobbers that stores in its own leatherette case, but it was so dark, my groping yielded only tool kits and candy wrappers and a couple of jars of pork rind, so I abandoned the search. Dad had her coming up fast, and there was just no time. A lip lock was the only way. Joey had grown tired of picking at the label, so he pushed his bottle aside and started flipping his coaster. Heads, tails, heads, tails. When she appeared, it was like out of jaws, he said. A mouth wide, impossibly wide, and somewhere in it was a spinner. And for that first, brief second, there was only awe, the kind of awe that leads the willing straight to glory. We would toast that fish at Hemingway's, this awesome restaurant at Bass Pro. They would sing of our exploits in Branson. In the dreamy darkness, it was easy to believe our work was done. In the darkness, he said, it's always easy to believe. He sighed. She was a big fish and far too green to be that close to the boat that early, he said. My lunge was poorly timed and my thumb, thumb hell, I could have used, should have used, my whole hand, missed its mark. Then the bass had all the leverage, and in a splash, she was gone. And so was the glory, he said. The toast at Hemingway's, the songs of praise, all of it gone. He was quiet for a very long time. And your dad, I asked. I'll never hook a bass that big again, he said. This time I sighed. There was no blame in his voice, Joey continued, but there was definite bitterness and shame at the result of our bungled attempt. To lose a fish was one thing, but to have allowed so many mistakes implied a weakness of character that could never be truly forgotten. He pushed back from the bar. Our battle left us empty-handed but weighted down, he said. By then, night had fallen all around us, and no, there was nothing peaceful about that. From that point on, I've never asked Joey about fishing, but every now and then, if the bar is quiet and it looks like we'll be left alone he'll tell me about it anyway well that's it for this week thanks for stopping by and if you get a chance don't forget to check out the website at burlyflow.com there's some cool stuff there I think you'll like Thanks again. We'll catch you later.